Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable. That's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. This might be the most important podcast that I do this year. This is something that you're not going to really find in the news. It's something that you'll find if you read between the lines and you do a little bit of research or like us at Back to Jerusalem have exposure to amazing individuals that highlight dangers in everyday life that you don't see. We have individuals that are a part of the Back to Jerusalem network that are a part of the Back to Jerusalem Hackers Conference. We just had the Hackers Conference a couple weeks ago and the things that they reveal, the things that they share will blow your mind. And one of the things that we looked at together, one of the things that was highlighted was a change that was coming from the Munich um, Security Conference. Now, if you haven't heard about the Munich Security Conference, it just ended. And it's, and it's one of the things that is going to shape the world and in many ways already is and is going to impact you in the elections around the world. The 2024 elections might be the most dangerous in history because of what just took place in Munich. And when I'm talking about elections, many of you will be thinking about the U.S. elections, the presidential elections specifically, between what looks like going to be Joe Biden and Donald Trump. But there are more elections than this year than almost any other year in the last decade. They're all kind of lining up where we're seeing uh, elections all over the world taking place in 2024 and 2025. And this is why the Munich Security Conference that just took place in Munich, Germany last week just concluded a couple days ago. The thing about that security conference that makes it a big deal is the agreement that was just made basically with China. Now, in many ways, there are people that will say, no, it wasn't with China, it was with TikTok. I'm telling you, this agreement with TikTok that was reached at the Munich Security Conference is basically with China. And let me tell you why. Right now, all of the major IT giants know that they have a level of control and influence that is unprecedented in the history of mankind. That is why China has invested into TikTok. TikTok was not just a business venture. It it, it was created by a company called ByteDance. So no matter what you're hearing, TikTok, the director of TikTok just stood in front of Congress at a a congressional hearing um, last month. And in that hearing, it was asked specifically, Do you, I think it was Ted Cruz, if my memory serves me correctly, Ted Cruz was asking the director of TikTok what their commitment is to the Chinese CCP, to the Chinese Communist Party. 
And they basically said, we're autonomous, we're in America, but their parent company that the director or the CEO veered away from every single time was that their parent company is ByteDance, based in China, carrying the Chinese flag, and is the owner of TikTok. Now, what just took place in Munich Security Conference? This is where it gets interesting. And this is what this this is so important for Christians to know, but most Christians don't know. Most people don't know what I'm about to share right now. At the Munich Security Conference, at least five of the top technology companies in the world joined together with China's TikTok to develop an agreement to quote unquote protect the integrity of de democratic elections. This is a major concern. And makes me wonder if we learned nothing from the 2020 U.S. elections and the entire COVID-19 pandemic, when the world's largest technology companies literally blocked anything from being shared on the internet that they didn't approve of. In 2020, just think about the track record that IT companies had. In the name of quote-unquote public safety, you can't see me doing my air quotes right now, but this is me doing my air quotes, public safety. China does this stuff all the time. They do stuff for um, the, how do they call it, the harmony of society. This is, this, this is the same verbiage. So in order to protect, or in, in the name of public safety, let's say, they attacked anyone and everyone that even attempted to ask questions. Questions about whether there was any interference in the 2020 election. Now we see that there was, even though there's still a very strong uh, drumbeat in most mainstream media that says that there was no election fraud in 2020 in the United States. There absolutely was, and it was proven. Over and over again. Now, the truth is, is that every single election in some way or another has probably got some small elements of fraud. And by the way, it was, there was no, and I'm not taking political sides here. So you have to understand, I'm not specifically a, a supporter of Trump and not specifically against Biden. But to be honest, I remember very well when I moved to China, my very first year was very confusing in many ways because I didn't know where our country was in 2020, or sorry, the year 2000, 20 years ago. Do you remember, um, what was it called when we moved into the year 2000? It was, uh, we had the, the virus, the Y2K, remember the Y2K. I was in Hong Kong for when, when the year changed from 1999 to the year 2000 and everybody was freaked out over the Y2K. Well, at the same time, there was an American election where the George Bush actually won, Al Gore lost. And what did he say? The election was rigged. Remember the, the argument about the hanging chads? Now, at that time, there was no problem. And actually, it was a duty to question the, the integrity of the election, which is very important, by the way. I cannot, I cannot specify or emphasize, <coughs> excuse me, how important it is that people believe in election integrity.
Because if you don't believe that a, an election is legitimate, you basically almost have a duty to challenge and in some cases overthrow the government. Because it's not duly elected. And so there was these very strong feelings that rose up in support of Al Gore, and it was supported by almost every major news outlet that there was about judges being stopped and, and recount being stopped and hanging chads not being counted or too many of them being counted. SNL or Saturday Night Live, they did several skits on how the election was stolen and how the rightful person that was elected was Al Gore. There were many people that were talking about the electorate and how fraudulent the electorate is in 2016 with the election between Hillary Clinton and Trump. There were a lot there was a lot of people talking about this Russian dossier on Trump saying that he was colluding with the Russians to influence the election in Trump's favor. Now, during that time, there was no problem with questioning the election at all. But all of a sudden, in 2020, once we have IT companies coming together, they started to silence any voices that questioned things that they didn't want to be questioned, including the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Whether you believe it was legitimate or not legitimate is irrelevant. There were people that had legitimate Concerns, and now we see that those concerns were not some tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. They were real, legitimate problems where you have non-U.S. citizens voting in an election. Then you had COVID-19, where anybody that challenged anything about the mainstream agreement on COVID-19 was shut down, cut off thrown out from any discourse in the social media world, right? If you said anything about COVID-19 coming from China, that was considered to be racist. That was removed. And then it was like, well, if you said anything about it coming from anything except for bat soup, does anybody in the year 2024 still believe that COVID-19 came from freaking bat soup? Nobody. But then, if you said it came from anywhere else except for the bat soup, you were kicked off and removed from social media. If you said anything about COVID-19 coming from an actual SARS research facility in Wuhan, China, that was named after uh, viral studies, if you said anything even remotely close you were removed. Then if you said anything about a plethora of, if you challenge lockdowns, challenge masks, God forbid you challenge the vaccine. I did lockdowns. I did masks. I took the vaccine, but there were real questions that I had. And it turns out those questions were necessary to ask. And yet they were shut down. Why? Because the IT community came together, made agreements, and almost across the board, the things that they said were true were not. 
This is why it's really important that we have a debate. And whenever you hear people say, the science is settled, the debate is over, that's when you know the debate has just begun. Because the science wasn't settled. The idea that you can't question science is unscientific. The very nature of science is to question, ask, poke, prod, study, examine. That is what science does. That's how we go from believing that the world is flat to being round, is by questioning. So the idea that these IT companies have now somehow elevated themselves to being the world judges of what can be arbitrated, what can be discussed in the world town square is ridiculous because they have a track record that is almost batting zero. Do you remember the Hunter, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop? The, one of the oldest newspapers in the United States, the New York Post, a website that I go to every single day, was kicked out of their account because they reported a true story about a real event that was significant to the election. And it was all called lies and basically swept under the rug. And anybody that did a repost or shared about the Hunter Biden laptop was blocked or challenged saying that this has been proven to be false information if you reshare it or you continue to uh, uh, act in this way or you continue to um, have this behavior, your account's going to be blocked or locked. And some of my friends did have that situation. My own account with Facebook was blocked for over a year and a half, like two years. And I don't know why. I never got a warning. I just got blocked. Even today, I'm blocked or I was. I was. I think that now I might have access again to Back to Jerusalem Facebook page. Even though I'm the one that started it. My social media access to the Back to Jerusalem social media page on Facebook was blocked. My access to my own account at Eugene Buck was blocked. It was blocked without warning and it, I was allowed access two years later without warning. Not told why. Listen, we did a um, we did a campaign where we tried to raise funding for people that were hit hardest by ISIS. This was years ago, right after ISIS. This is probably like eight years ago or something like that. Right after ISIS invaded Syria and Iraq. And we had a team in the Netherlands that said, hey, we can help advertise on social media the campaign that we're doing for Iraq right now to help those hit hardest by ISIS, to raise funding for those victims. And so we did that. We started a campaign. Guess what? Facebook blocked us. Block them. They, they are a professional advertising company. Every day they work on social media. At that time, 90% of what they did was on Facebook. And they had never seen anything like it. Where they tried to run a campaign with the Back to Jerusalem Facebook page and they were stopped. And they weren't just stopped. Facebook demanded 
that they show passports of employees and directors and give information before they could have access. And even when they did that, they were still blocked. And they said, sorry, we can't do that. They, they didn't go any further because they didn't want to give up too much personal information for their employees and their leadership in order to do this one single campaign. They do campaigns every single day, but they couldn't do it. Why? Because Facebook stopped them. And now this same group is coming together with some of the largest companies in the world together with TikTok and have just in, in, uh, agreed upon a contract, an agreement to protect the public from fraud. This is what they said. In a critical year for global elections, technology companies are working on an accord to combat the deceptive use of AI targeted at voters. This was said in a joint statement last week. What companies? Adobe, Google, Meta. If you're not familiar with Meta, they're the ones that run WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram. So Meta, Microsoft, OpenAI, and that's my drum roll, TikTok. It says this in their statement, Adobe, Google, Meta, Microsoft, OpenAI, TikTok, and others are working jointly toward, pro toward progress on this shared objective. What's the shared objective? They don't say. We hope to finalize and present details at the Munich Security Conference. There were no details given, only that this is a critical year for global elections. And we need to combat deceptive use that targets voters. Guys, this is the most dangerous language that we are seeing in the world today. You may say, oh, Eugene, you sound like Chicken Little. Running around saying that this is a big problem when it really isn't. It absolutely is. The year 2024 is notable for the large number of elections. Seven of the world's 10 most populated nations, Bangladesh, India, Indonesia, Pakistan, Russia, Mexico, and America. I know that a lot of people, especially Americans, think that they're the center of the universe and no other country in the world matters, but it does. When you have the world's most populated nations, like India, Indonesia, the world's most populated Muslim nation. Pakistan, the world's most populated Muslim nation. Second most populated Muslim nation. Russia, the world's largest by geographical landmass country. And Mexico on the border of America. Having an election this year. And all of these companies worldwide are coming together to collaborate and protect from fake information getting to voters. Guess who's missing? Can you guess? Guess which social media platform did not make an agreement? Let me name them again. Let me name these companies again and see if you can tell me who's missing. Adobe. So anything that you do with PDF, for instance, anything that you do in like creating graphics, basically coming from this large company that just has so many um, tentacles into everyday business in almost every major corporation in the world today. 
You have software suites that people use for everything. <clears throat> so you have Adobe, Google, Meta, Microsoft, OpenAI, which is growing like gangbusters right now. Coming together, collaborating with China's TikTok. China. I'm sorry, China? This communist country that doesn't even allow people to vote? By the way, people don't know that. By the, they, they don't know that. They don't know that you're not allowed to vote in China. In fact, many people believe that it's not a communist country. You got to hear this. I'm going to play a clip. This clip is only about three minutes long. Let me set the stage for you. You can't see it, so you're only going to be able to hear the audio. But in this clip, you have a Cuban, and Cuba is a communist country, that sees a table, I believe this is England, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, this could be America, but just by looking around, it looks like it, it, it could be England, but it very well could be America as well. I'm more likely to be America just because this person is Cuban, and most Cubans immigrate to America, not uh, Europe, just because of the ge geographical location. <clears throat> and he's walking through a public space, kind of an open area on the sidewalk, outside of some shops. It looks like a, a business downtown area. Um, and it, they, there's a small table that's set up and an Asian lady that's standing beside the table. And there's a big sign on the table that says, are you communist? Then get organized. And so it's a table where they want to promote communism. And, and there's a couple of people standing around. One of the main people that is engaged though is an Asian that turns out to be Chinese. Now you have to hear this because this shows that not even Chinese knows how things actually happen in China. Listen at this. How's this? This is a banner and this is a table. <laughs> yeah, well, why, why, why is, why is that? So he comes up and he's like, what is this? And she's being a little bit smart with him. And she was like, that's a banner. And this is a table. So this is a guy from Cuba who escaped from a communist country talking to a Chinese lady and a couple of her friends. They look like they're about college age students. They probably are college students, but they're promoting communism. It says, um, it says are you a communist? Uh, yeah. No, they're going to organize. That's what it says. And also under there, it says socialist appeal. Yeah. So you're socialist. Communist yeah, and socialist, yeah. yeah. You're communist and just socialist. Yes. Oh, nice. Where are you from? I'm from China. China? You? Uh, Portugal. Portugal? Yeah. So if you're from China, why do they care? So he asks her a really important question. I don't know if you can actually hear. I know that there's some strong accents because this guy is from Cuba. It sounds like they are in the U.S. because when he asked the other guy where he's from, it sounds like he said Portland. But he, he says, if you are from China, then why are you living here in America? Listen to her answer. It will surprise you. That's a good question, right? Because China sucks, for me at least. China, China sucks. Yes. So why are you promoting that? Because China isn't communist. I don't know. If... China is not communist. No. I think China is. Well, that's what they say. No, it's not what they say. It's the reality. China is I mean, the reality. Yeah, to record. 
No, you have permission to promote communists. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Okay. This is a public space. This is a public space. I can film. Okay. I mean, you can't film people without their consent. I can. I'm on the public space. I can film anyone. And they pack up and they leave. So in case that was a little blurred for you, I can understand it's easier for me to understand because I'm watching their mouths move and I'm also watching this with subtitles because um, they do have a strong accent. But basically he asks, where are you from? And the woman responds, I'm from China. So she's promoting communism. She's at a table with a communist banner and she says, I'm from China. And he goes, then why do you live here? And he was like, that's a good question, right? Why do you live here if communism is so great? Why did you leave China and come to live in America? And she said, because China sucks. Verbatim. That's exactly what she said. He goes, yeah, but so China sucks. So why are you promoting communism? She's from China. And she said, because China is not communist. Guys, this is not a fluke. This is not, um, she did, it's not just that she didn't understand. I listened to a debate, I believe it was with Charlie Kirk, um, a couple weeks ago where he had an individual promoting communism and saying how communism was better than, than, uh, market, um, uh, uh, the market economy, um, or why am I, why is it blanking on me right now for to promote free market capitalism? Wow, my brain just went blank for a minute. Forgive me. Um, wh why, if you if you promote communism, why are you living in a capitalist society? And there's a lot of people in capitalist societies right now that are promoting communism. Now you have to understand, I'm not necessarily saying that one form of government is better than another. What I am saying is this, and listen very very closely. Capitalism that is godless is just as bad as communism. But communism is by definition godless. Therefore, it is a dangerous government concept. Now, the original concept was not, didn't come from a government, came from an individual. Karl Marx, right? But then it was implemented in so many governments around the world. They took over by force. Every communist nation took over by force. Excuse me. <coughs> oh, that was cleansing. So we had um, this woman who is coming from China, says China's not communist. The guy that was on Charlie Kirk's show debating with him also said China has elections, that it's easier to get on the voting ballot in China than in America, out of his freaking mind. I, just absolute either stupidity and ignorance or the most crass liar that has ever lived. The Communist Party selects who they want and then within the communist cadre, they select who will be their leader. It is an election in the same way that the mob elects the godfather, in the same way that the cardinals select a pope. The people don't vote. 
Not even close. And if anybody would try to run against President Xi today, they would be executed. And in fact, there was a, there, the, one of the most popular politicians in all of China was forcefully retired and sent back home to Shanghai and last about three months ago, mysteriously died at a very young age of a heart attack. No, China does not have free elections. And yes, China is communist. It's in the name CCP the Chinese Communist Party. It's on their flag. That's a communist flag. Red being the color of communism. So China is a communist country and she was there promoting communism along with a couple of misguided college students that are ignorant, that only grew up in wealth and freedom and are promoting, not just promoting communism, but in a little way, a little tiny way, also pretending to be real communists. Having their little table out in public space, he said, you're promoting this. And they're like, yeah, we can promote it because we're in public space, they said, defending themselves. And he goes, and I can film because I'm in public space. And they're like, no, you can't film because you have people's faces. Well, American law, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I, I hate to break the news to you communists, but unlike China, you can film anybody at any time in a public space without their permission. Do you know how many Hollywood people and movie stars and politicians would absolutely refuse to have themselves filmed or taken a photo of if it was a law that they could sue people. This just happened. Uh, you can go on to backtojerusalem.com and look into our archives. And there you will find a, an article where I show specifically this clashing taking place where a group of Chinese were standing behind a guy that was playing the piano in an open public space in England. And as he was filming for his live audience on YouTube, he had a YouTube channel and he, and he plays this piano like every day, this piano was, was donated by Elton John and it's out in this public space at a, at a train station, I believe, um, in, in, uh, just outside of, of the center of London. And he's out there and he's playing the piano and these Chinese are in the background, maybe about 10, 15 meters away. And they come up and approach him, all of them carrying communist flags, Chinese flags. They're carrying Chinese flags because it's Chinese New Year. And they tell the guy that is filming them, filming himself, not them, filming him, that because the guy that was filming him panned around the station and also got them, they requested and then demanded that he erase his footage and stop filming them. You can do that in China, but you can't do that in London. And then he said, this ain't communist China. And he was like, oh, this is so racist. No, you're carrying a communist China flag. So there's been some movement that has happened in universities. This is a direct result of the Confucian Institutes. Now, if you have not heard about Confucian Institutes, these are places 
that have been started in different countries around the world where the the Chinese came in. They didn't want to call them communist institutes because no college would really allow that. Not yet anyway. So China came into where I'm at now, Sweden, England, America, Canada. And they started these quote-unquote institutes, Confucius institutes. That's what they were called, Confucius. Because they didn't want to call them communist. So they started these Confucius Institutes. What did they do with the Confucius Institute? Oh, we just shared culture and language and history and tradition. Sounds pretty innocent. And it's Confucius. I mean, everybody can get on board with Confucianism, right? I mean, Confucianism is about education. Or at least if you just scratch the surface, that's what you hear. That's what you learn. That's what you're taught. But no. The institutes were sponsored by China as a state. The teachers and the programs were trained and written by China as a state. That's why here in Sweden, the Confucius Institute at the Stockholm University was shut down. Because Stockholm just didn't find it productive to have an entire portion of their university state-sponsored by another country. Especially one that is against freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press. Those freedoms are oppressed and suppressed within communism. That's why these students that are supporting communism believe that we have the right to share about communism, but you don't have the right to question it. They challenge it right away. They don't like being questioned by this, this Cuban guy. He says, hey, I'm from a communist nation. Where are you running? Where are you going? They pack up their stuff and run away. He, he later on shares, I didn't play it in this video, but he later on shares that his own father served for 15 years as a prisoner in a communist state of Cuba because he said things that were not sanctioned or allowed by the communist regime. And that is where we're at right now with the Munich Security Council. These are unelected officials, individuals that are coming together and collaborating to suppress the freedoms of individuals around the world. This is why they are to not be trusted. Because they've suppressed free speech and have a batting record that is absolutely abysmal. Which, let me go back to my original question. Out of those companies that I just named, Google, Adobe, Meta, TikTok, Microsoft, out of those countries, what company, what social media company have I not mentioned? Who is missing from that group? They would have been a part of it in 2020 during the elections. They would have been a part of it in 2020 during COVID. They would have been a part of it during 2021 when all of the travel bans, the lockdowns, the uh, flatten the curvers, when the um, uh, vaccinations, the Hunter Biden laptop, 
They would have been a part of this group before, but they're no longer a part. Who? Twitter. X. We started a platform ourselves. Uh, set up our own uh, security for um, our own servers in other countries that we won't name those countries. Uh, we have a, a server and now we're building a backup server on two different continents in two different countries, both of which were former communist and are against communism or stand staunchly against communism. And they are staunchly against anybody that tries to suppress free speech because they know what it's like to have their free speech squashed. So I've chosen to go with them. And that's why we started Ding Dash to give absolute freedom of speech. Because Christians, my friend, no matter what the reason is, whether it's for public health or public safety or social harmony, as we put it in China, no matter what the reason is, the ultimate goal is to suppress the gospel. Make, there's no doubt about this. The reason why there's a restriction on freedom of speech in India, a restriction of freedom of speech in China, a restriction of freedom of speech in Somalia, a restriction of freedom of speech in Iran, a restriction of freedom of speech in Sudan. The reason why there's a restriction on the freedom of speech, even though those countries have different government systems, even though those countries have different reasons for why they suppress speech, the, even though they have a different way of selecting their leaders, they have a different way of running their economy. They have a different way of running their government. They have a different way of living socially. They have a, they have a different language. They have a different culture. They have a different history. Everything is different. But the goal of those laws are the same. Because there's a spiritual undertone that comes from the enemy that gives people a different reason to reach the same goal. And the same goal is to stop the gospel from going forth. And the way that you do that is you stop people from sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. This is why I believe John 1.1 is so important. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. The truth is like a roaring lion. It will consume those that try to enforce a lie. It will devour those that peddle lies and deception. The, the, the truth does not have to be protected by from lies. You do not need social platform uh, gates to keep out the lies when it comes to the gospel. The lies need to keep out the truth, but the truth doesn't need to come keep out the lies. The truth, I believe, every time will devour the lies and the liar. Know the truth and the truth will set you free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It was the world was created by the world, word of God. Time was put in place from the word of God. Jesus conquered Satan through the word of God. 
How will they know unless they have heard? And how will they hear unless someone is sent to preach to them? To stop that preacher, to stop that word, to stop the gospel from piercing into the darkness, going all the way around the world, back to Jerusalem, completing the Great Commission, the enemy has to stop people from sharing the gospel. And how do you do that? By restricting free speech. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The truth is not afraid of lies. The truth will defeat lies every single time. It is the lies that fear the truth. The lies have to keep the truth out. The truth does not have to keep lies out. Truth is the enemy of lies. But lies are not the enemy of truth. The true enemy of truth is silence. Not lies. And these companies are coming together not to protect you. Not to protect me. Not to protect society. C.S. Lewis said this, no one is more dangerous than those who hurt you and do it for your own good. Those that believe that they're doing good by oppressing you don't feel guilty because they believe that they're doing it for a good reason. They will go without sleep they will stay up late at night. They will spend all of their energy and their resources to oppress you when they do it for your good. When they do it out of charity. These big organizations are all coming together and they'll say, look at AI. Guys, AI can be used to change elections. They can be used to trick so many people. We have to protect people from these lies, from these this trickery. People are too stupid. We need to protect them from their own stupidity. These are the dangerous individuals that you need to look out for. And they are enemies of the gospel. Because whether they recognize it or not, they are being manipulated by the enemy himself. And though they come at it from different reasons, whether you are China, Somalia, Sudan, Iran, or these big tech companies working together with TikTok, they suppress freedoms, freedom of speech, for one main reason, to keep the gospel from going forward. Now, if you were to sit down with any of these CEOs or any of the people working together with these big companies and told them that, they would laugh you out of the room. We don't care about the gospel would be their answer. <laughs> you and your stupid religion it has nothing to do with that. These are real elections that are going to be uh, transformed because of lies and we have to protect the people. That's the reason they give. When you go to Sudan, it's like, no, Islam is the one true religion. We have to protect the people from lies that would attack Islam. Those words are blasphemous. That outfit is blasphemous. 
That teaching is blasphemous. That book is blasphemous. Different reason. Oh, you break the social harmony of society, says China. Different reason. But it's all the same spiritual goal. Satan whispers to us in different ways, gives us different excuses, but the goal is the same. That's why I believe with these major players stepping up, this is one of the most dangerous election cycles of our lifetime. Be ready for it. Now, let me give you three things that you are going to see to prove that this is legitimate. You're going to start seeing this in the news. I guarantee it. Be ready for this. Be ready for an increase of fake stories being reported and showing that they are from AI. Why? Because this will get everybody aware of the situation and scared. They will be scared about what is possible for AI and then they will willingly agree with the government and say, yeah, that needs to be regulated. 100% wait for it. You're going to get some of the most scary stories you've ever heard coming out and everybody's going to be on board. Even the most free speech advocates are going to be on board with this. No, we can't allow AI to be used in this way. I mean, anything can be done these days. So there's going to be an increase of fake stories or real stories about fake events created by AI that you are going to be amazed at how easily you yourself could be tricked. And you're going to think to yourself, no, 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 I can see why there's a mediator that's needed to um, navigate these different online um, campaigns and find out which one of them are real and which one of them are fake. I mean, we don't want anybody, you know, pretending to be Justin Trudeau and, and saying things that are absolutely ridiculous when Tr Justin Trudeau didn't say that, right? We need to know who's the real Justin Trudeau. This reminds me of the Slim Shady song that came out in the 1990s, right? Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I almost can't say that without repeating it. Please stand up. Please stand up. Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Will the real Justin Trudeau please stand up? Will the real Joe Biden please stand up? Will will the real Theresa May please stand up, right? So we have these these people that are in public society that could be easily mimicked by AI and say things that they didn't say, do things that they didn't do, and make the entire world believe that they did do something that they didn't do, and everybody believes it, and therefore they form the wrong opinion against that person, and it's just not right because that's AI being used in a combative way to trick people. Therefore, we need individuals to step in the middle and protect us from that. Protection is what we need, and it's that protection that the enemy seizes on. Because he knows he has you scared. And he wants you to run. Not, not only does he want you to accept this as standard, he wants you to beg for it. Take my money, please. Put in whatever program you need, please. Protect me, please. I don't want to be fooled. So be ready for that. Be ready for an increase of those kind of stories happening between now and the elections in the fall of this year. Second, 
be ready for Twitter or X to be demonized like you've never seen. When I see demonized, I'm talking about the kind of demonization that Christians can get on board with. Sharing stories like, oh, look at Tucker Carlson. He went to Russia and interviewed a thug that invaded another country. We don't want to hear what he has to say because he's the enemy and he's just going to use Twitter as his propaganda platform to be able to spread his lies. We have to protect our people from the lies of Putin. Guys, we've been in this war for a couple of years. Wouldn't it be good to hear from the person? I mean, Intel wants to do that all the time. Intel or intelligence communities are always listening to the enemy to figure out what it is they can learn from what is said and not said among the leaders or those that set the, the pace of attacks from the side of the enemy. Listening to Putin doesn't make you dumber. It makes you smarter. Do I think that Putin is any more of a good guy after I listened to him speak on Tucker Carlson? Absolutely not. But I did get an insight a little bit into his thinking. But that's just the beginning. You're going to hear about all these different accounts that are started up already. I'm seeing that uh, terrorist organizations like the Taliban is paying X to verify their accounts so that they can be verified accounts with a check mark beside their name. Can you believe it? Are you stinking kidding me right now? WhatsApp and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter have been used by the Ayatollah, the Taliban, ISIS over and over again without being challenged at all. And not a peep was made. Now you're going to become real journalists. Now you're going to start digging and telling us how X is allowing terrorists to use their platform to spread their hate. You're a little late, a, a, a dollar short and a day late for this story. Why now, I wonder? Why X? Why are you not sharing how the Taliban actually gave WhatsApp numbers for people to call to surrender to them with the fall of Afghanistan? WhatsApp was used. Twitter was used. Instagram was used by the Taliban to increase the speed of the fall in which it fell from the hands of the leaders after the Americans left. Now you have an interest? Hmm. Interesting timeline. Why? Because they're not on board. Demonize them. Attack them. You're going to see more stories come out that are negative. Mark my words. Listen to this podcast and just keep it in the back of your mind that you're going to start seeing negative advertisement after ad or news uh, article. You're going to see negative news article after news article after news article about how evil, how corporate, how um, uh, terrorist sponsoring X is. Don't be surprised if you start seeing Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, GoDaddy.com, Amazon start dropping all connections and try to cripple 
X. Guaranteed. It's going to happen. Why? Because Elon Musk revealed the Oz behind the curtain. He showed how there were entire departments dedicated towards changing the news towards a bias to lie to their followers and their people and those that use the platform. How voices, especially Christian voices, were suppressed and removed, ostracized from the platform. And be ready to watch governments, especially the EU, launch investigations over alleged disinformation originating with the misuse of AI. These stories are going to pop up more and more. This is going to be at the forefront more and more. This is early. I'm sharing this with you early, but it's going to happen guaranteed. And it's going to make this one of the most dangerous elections of our lifetime, how to combat it. This is how you combat it. Right now, as it stands, X is a great platform for sharing and learning. So is Gab. Gab is a Christian community started by uh, someone who has already started a parallel economy that has insulated themselves as much as possible from the infiltration of these big organizations like Microsoft, Meta, um, uh, TikTok. And... I can put in a shameless plug for ourselves, dingdash.com. On dingdash.com, you will also get that kind of freedom. Right now, this is dingdash.com. It might not be as active as X or Facebook, but it's a small Christian community made up of Christians from around the world, and they can share whatever they want. And there's not a big need for it right now, but it's kind of like that can of beans that is sitting down in the shelter, the fallout shelter, waiting for the atomic bomb or war to break out. War is coming. The atomic bomb is going to be dropped. And that shelter, you might laugh about it now. You might say, oh, these, these, are, these are people that are stocking up for something that is, that is never going to happen. These are preppers. This is kind of like our beans in the, in the basement. Prepping to allow Christians to have a free way to share with one another when times get tough. And trust me, brother, they're going to get tough. I want to thank you so much for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Again, I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. God bless. God bless.